Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Guess what we're doing today? Well, it's not a Saturday, but um, we, uh, well, I guess, no, this isn't the Q&A. No, we're at the end of Esther. Yeah. So this is the wrap up. It sure as fuck is. Yeah. We're wrapping up Esther. We are wrapping up the book of Esther. I think you said we're learning a little bit about Purim today. Yeah, we are, but it turns out we already know about it. So. Oh, well, but there you go. We'll we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about it specifically, though. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay. 
Okay, so to talk about Esther. Okay. Okay, so just a really quick little recap. 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 Not rehash. Yeah. Recap. I mean, rehash, recap, whatever. Whatever. Esther is a young Jewish woman living in Persia during the Babylonian exile, right? She finds favor with King Xerxes, becomes queen, and the most important part, risks her life to save the Jewish people from destruction Yeah, when the court official Haman persuades the king to authorize genocide against all the Jews of the empire. Didn't take that much persuasion. No, no, but that's... Basically, the gist of the story. Right. Okay. Themes include the preservation of Jewish identity Uh while ensuring survival amid cultural pressures and hostile enemies in a foreign land. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And the purpose of the book of Esther is to keep alive for later generations the memory of the great deliverance of the Jewish people during the reign of Xerxes. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And it's to commemorate the birth of Purim Mm -hmm. as a holiday. Yeah. And the obligation for its continued celebration. Got it. So they invented a story about this to justify a holiday. Yes or no. Um... Some of that stuff may have maybe kind of happened, and then the holiday is to. You're Got probably it. right. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Any any reason for a party is a good reason, right? Right. Sure. And, and it's a great spring holiday. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, the date of composition of the book we've kind of talked about a little bit, but here's something that we hadn't discussed. Okay. The festival of Purim had been observed for some time prior to the actual writing of the book. Okay. So yeah. the holiday was already there. Right. And if I recall, you said that the uh, book was written in like 200 AD or 300 AD? Um, maybe. Okay. The absence of Greek words and the style of the author's Hebrew dialect suggests that the book must have been written prior to... The Persian Empire um, fall to Greece in 331. So 331 AD or BC? AD. AD. Okay. So it's sometime prior to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, the best guess is that it was written in the late Persian, early Hellenistic period, which would have been 4th century BCE. So okay. um, is that 300s or... Like what? when you say fourth century BCE, is that three hundreds or five hundreds? I thought BCE was before Christ, like uh-huh. the, before, the before. before zero. Okay, so I I get my like okay if you say nineteenth century, that means eighteen hundreds, right? Right. So fourth century BCE would have been three hundreds, yeah, or three hundreds, I guess. Okay, yeah. So I couldn't remember if it would go forwards or backwards. Got Do you it. Understand what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. The important part here is that this happened before Ezra's return to Jerusalem. Okay. okay. So that's the the writing happened in 200 or 380, but the events are occurring in 500 years prior. Maybe. Approximately. Maybe. Okay. Not sure, honestly. All right. Well, it, I, the only reason I was asking and trying to nail you down on it is because some of the wording with regard to the words they used for Esther are very 
you mentioned it when we were reading that they were very Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had like if they were wrote it in the two hundred to three hundred time period, mm-hmm. that would have been when Christianity was coming to power and rise. Right. And so it's interesting the wording that was used. Yeah. Um, to write that, I guess, yeah. if that's the case, if yeah. that's the case. It, it's it's hard to say. I mean, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I did. I gathered all of this from various sources, not just Wikipedia. Right. Right. So um, that makes it a little bit. There's guessy. no there's no actual nailed down date, but right. some people might guess might guess around 200 to 380 mm-hmm. when it was written. Yeah. With the occurrences happening. Five hundred years prior. Exactly. Approximately. Exactly. OK. So. The author, we don't know who wrote it. Right. Right? But we can guess a few things. Okay. okay? Um, based on the story itself. Yeah. Okay. The emphasis on the origin of a Jewish festival and um, the fact that there's so much Jewish nationalism throughout the story make it clear that the author was obviously Jewish. Right. Okay. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but does it though? I mean... I. You know, right? It could have just been a scholar or a historian, but it was definitely a Jewish one, right? Whoever it was, sure. Okay. Um, also, you know, the fact that they're sympathetic to the Jewish cause and not the um, Heyman or well, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that no, makes it's it definitely written by Jewish, yeah, yeah. So um, they can guess that just based on the the slant of the story. Sure. Okay. The other thing is the author's knowledge of Persian customs and the setting of the story in the city of Susa, and the absence of any reference to conditions or circumstances in the land of Judah during that time, suggests that he was a resident of a Persian city. Okay. So he was a Persian Jew. Got it. Okay. Yep. So that's. Pretty much what we can say about the story and the author of the story. Okay. Okay. So now let's talk about Purim, the holiday itself. It's a Jewish holiday that commemorates the saving of the Jewish people from annihilation at the hands of an official of the Persian Empire named Haman, as recounted in the Book of Esther. Okay. That is literally what the holiday is. Got it. Okay. Um. This year, it fell on sunset 6 March through nightfall 7 March. So we just missed it. Got it. Okay. So if we But wanted, it's good timing for the when we were reading this book. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. But if we want to celebrate it next year, um, it'll be sunset the 23rd of March through nightfall the 24th of March. Okay. Okay. So it's based on lunar... Stuff, maybe? Um, yes, because it falls on the 13th day of Adar. Okay. So. Uh, Which were based on mm-hmm. celestial beings moving. Kind of. The um, they have a 13 month. Got remember? it. Remember? Okay. So it, so it takes a some adjusting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really interesting is that, um, remember I said the 13th of Adar? Yeah. Um, in some of the other cities, the fighting lasted an extra day. Right. So it would be celebrated on the 14th or even 15th. The so, only one that it, they said that it lasted an extra day was the, the main city there. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were only one day. Right. So there are still two cities um, in that area of the Middle East that they celebrate it on either the 14th or the 15th of Adar. Okay. 
you know, however that translates. Here. Sure. So they will not always celebrate it on the same day that American Jews or um, United Kingdom Jews or, you know, right. any other, like everybody has it a little bit different. Sure. Okay. Um, it's celebrated among Jews by, and there's a whole list of things that they do. Okay. okay? Um, the exchanging of gifts of food and drink. And even the poorest Jew is expected to um, give food to somebody else. Got it. Poor. Got it. So even sure. the poorest. There's no has excuse. To give you got to give food. Yeah. Um, donating charity to the poor. That, that right. goes along with the exchanging of gifts and food. Sure. And drink. Um, they eat a celebratory meal. They do a public recitation of the Scroll of Esther, so they read it aloud. Okay. And um, they recite additions to the daily prayers and the grace that comes after meals. Yeah. Which they do a grace after meals, not before meals, as we do Got it. here in America. Right. The Christians do anyway. Sure. The before every meal. Yep. Um, they also wear masks and costumes. And they participate in parades and they drink wine and other alcoholic beverages. Yeah. And, okay, that's just the the boring, this is what they do, okay? Sure. Not that it's boring, Sounds but like most holiday. I mean, you know, right, it's yeah. a holiday. It's a holiday. And it's in the spring. Right. Okay. Here comes the fun bit. Though. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. When Heyman's name is read aloud during the public chanting in the synagogue, his name occurs 54 times. But during the time that his name is pronounced, the congregation will engage in noise making to blot out his name. <laughs> now, let's not forget, he's supposed to be a descendant of Amalek. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's a whole thing of Amalek's name will disappear from history. Right. Not even right. written on wood or stone. Sure. Right. Yeah. So this is part of that. Got it. Okay. okay. And a custom developed of writing the name of Haman, the offspring of Amalek, on two smooth stones and knocking them together until the name is blotted out. Okay. <laughs> and some will write the name of Haman on the soles of their shoes. And at the mention of his name, they'll stamp their feet as a sign of contempt. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So that's the fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now I've got a little bit of sadder stuff just to bring it home and remind us that. It's history, but it's also not. Right. It's very current. Okay. Um, Adolf Hitler banned and forbade the observance of Purim. Of course. Which makes sense. I mean, he wouldn't want the Jews to celebrate any holiday, but particularly one where they got to kill other people. Right. Yeah. Right. And found deliverance. Right. Yeah. The, that one specifically yes. goes against, you know, subjugating them. Yes, exactly. And... Um, on Purim in 1942, 10 Jews were hanged to avenge the hanging of Haman's 10 sons. And in a similar incident in 1943, the Nazis shot 10 Jews from one of the main ghettos. And on Purim Eve that same year, over 100 Jewish doctors and their families were shot by the Nazis. And the following day, Jewish doctors were taken and shot. And the <clears throat> then in um, 1942, on Purim, the Nazis murdered over 5,000 Jews, mostly children, in just one ghetto. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And all of the victims were shot and buried alive by the Nazis. So they weren't shot to kill. They were shot to, to maim to maim and cause pain and then buried alive. Wow. Yeah. 
And still, even knowing that all this was going on, in the face of all this, the Nazi regime was defied by the Jews. Mm -hmm. And Purim was celebrated in Nazi ghettos everywhere and outside the ghettos as well. Gotcha. Like anywhere there was a Jew, period, the end, Purim was definitely being celebrated during this time period. Just not just as the holiday itself and but not as just as spite, what it meant, basically. but and out of spite and as a show of strength, right. a way of fighting back. Right. I mean, there was no winning for them. So No. So they were doing like what we read about. They were like, I will remain true to my faith, loud and proud, and I will go down a martyr if that's what need be. Right. Which there is something extremely admirable about that. Yeah. No, definitely. So, um. Had some fun, but wanted to end it on a serious note just to, you know, no, remind think, us that the holiday is both old, but also current today. Well, and we don't we don't talk about it much, but um, I mean, the Nazi Holocaust of the Jews is a tragedy that will never be forgotten by this world. It's a stain on humanity. And as much as we make fun of Jew- Judaism in the Bible, mm-hmm. it does not mean that we dislike Jewish people or, you know, I, I just wanted to clarify this as we're talking about this because it's not, it's something some people can misconstrue how you talk about somebody mm-hmm. in one, in one way and, and, and make it about something else. Well, it's come up more than once that we've been concerned that somebody might believe that we're anti-Semitic based on the fact that we're making fun of these things in the old Testament right. that, you know, just by stint of what it is we're making fun of like you said judaism from the bible no and and if i'm speaking from my now self and my now view of judaism and the jewish people i think they're a very strong culture of people who very admirable people yeah and i i respect them very much um i don't believe in their god and i think their god is ridiculous sure but I think you can hold more than one idea in your head at the for same sure, time. For sure. For sure. And but they've been through a lot of shit. But it and and at the same time that doesn't mean I don't criticize them because sure. the, the whole stance of Israel in the Middle East um mm-hmm. with regard to the Palestinians I'm not usually on the Israeli side, you know, as much as they are allies with the United States and and we live in the United States. Mm-hmm. I don't generally agree with their actions in Palestine. I think you should be allowed to have admiration for a people and still be unhappy with their actions. I agree. I mean. Well, and, and just because you have admiration for somebody does not mean that you um, admire everything about that culture and that people. I mean. It means that, that you can admire the strength of that culture and you can admire people in that culture, but not necessarily the leaders of that culture sometimes. That can be said the same on a one-on-one relationship. We love each other very dearly, and yet we don't think each other is 100% correct. Right. And so if we can say that about two people who are in a long-term relationship, why would we not be able to say it about a larger group of people as a whole? Well, I think the reason I say it is because I think the world forgets sometimes. It's okay to criticize people. Yeah. It's okay to criticize as long as you don't hate. Yeah. As long as you don't, um, I, I don't know. It, there, there's a difference between criticism and hate. And that's that's the difference that people can't mm-hmm. wrap their head around, yes. I think. Yes, yes. 
I can say that um, the Bible is silly and a lot of the things in it are silly without saying, and I want to genocide them. Whoa, hold right. on. That's, That's really way too far. <laughs> that escalated so far beyond the scope of what we're doing here. And so if anybody listening was under the mistaken impression that we are like anti-Jew, anti-Semitic, anything like that, um, you're listening to the wrong podcast. That's yeah. not who we are. Yeah. We are not. No, if I want to do anything with um a Jewish person, it would be to sit down and talk to them about their religion and their culture. That would like, be that so would be fun interesting. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to find somebody that's able to have that conversation. Right. But if you do, I think that learning about other people's culture and discussing it with them and, and asking questions, mm -hmm. there's nothing more interesting to me than that. I love it. So I absolutely love it. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I, I just wanted to clarify no, because I, because we're talking about Nazis and and the Holocaust and and you know Jews during that time and what they were doing. Right. I just wanted to clarify our stance with regard to that because some people do take criticism of the Old Testament as anti-Semitic. Right. So and and understandably so. I think it it bears yeah. us reminding ourselves of that every once in a while of how we might come across and remind ourselves that okay. The people then are the same as, but also different from the people today. Right. And, you know, understanding that distinction, but also that similarity and reminding ourselves of our purpose here and reminding ourselves of what we want to avoid and stay away from. Yeah. I think our purpose is to have a discussion. Yeah. And we're doing that. Yeah. We're having a discussion. And I think in the future, we might continue that discussion with actual people that are in these cultures and... That you know, would I would I would excellent. love to do that at some point mm -hmm. down the road. That would so, be excellent. I'm for that plan. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our wrap up for Esther. The book of Esther is done, son. We got one more episode for Esther. It'll be a contradictions episode, which I think we're going to be doing tomorrow. Yep. And then um, we'll be doing a couple of special episodes, I think, mm -hmm. for the book club and the Patreon. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be getting into, do you know what the next book is? Is it Job? I think it's Job. Is it really? Um, I can double check myself here. Okay. And if you need to cut some time here, you can. <laughs> I can just fill probably as we're going along here because it doesn't look like it's going to take you that long. Esther, Job. Job. Yeah. Job All is right. next. I'm, I'm excited about I this. I know. I'm excited that you're excited because I've actually read Job before. Yeah, I have not. So, so yeah. I'm in, I, I know some about it, obviously, because it's a very How famous could you not? book. Yeah. And actually, you've told me stuff in the past before we ever started mm -hmm. this podcast about it. Yep. So, um, I mean, yeah. we know that God and the devil make a bet. Yeah. And you could just yeah. stop right there. Right. That's, that's a good stupid. start. Right. I'm excited. This was a good story, though. Esther was a good story. Esther was a good comparatively story. speaking sure. to other stories in the Bible so far. I mean, it was a well written story with lots of uh, cliffhangers. And yeah. Yeah. I was involved. Definitely. I, I definitely enjoyed this story. Yep. All right. Thank you guys. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with our contradictions episode. Yep. Bye. Hey wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. 
Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.